Join together, band together, lift each other up, steam each other. Yeah. All right. How y'all doing, man? Doing good, bro. Good. All right. Another Wednesday. Man. Always be looking forward to these Wednesdays, man. Hey. Perfect hump day. Perfect way to end the hump day. I hear you, man. <laughs> Middle of the week. I heard that. Yeah, man. It's the same old, same old thing. Quarantine. Still got to stay in the house and find stuff to do yeah. around the house. How's that working out for y'all, guys? It's working. I've been doing a lot of yard work. A lot of yard work, man. What type of yard work, man? All kind of stuff around here. G Money. <laughs> Boss got it. Got the the yard looking. Like a boss. I heard that, man. You got Damn the yard man. looking like a boss. <laughs> How y'all doing with the family, man? How the family's doing with all this family time that we got going on? Uh, it's going all right, man. Uh, Everything cool. Yeah, man. We making it over here in our house, man. You know, kids, you know, they... I think they're closing in on being done with school in another couple of weeks or so. Just got a call from a cousin of mine um, talking about the graduations of a cousin of mine as well as her daughter. So they're going to have a drive-by celebration. So I think that's <laughs> kind of creative the way they're going to do that. But they're going to have her a ceremony in their house. You know, just with her and her grandparents and her mother and father. And uh, we, you know, the rest of the family's going to drive by, man. So that that becoming to be the popular thing, man, of doing these drive-by celebrations. And, yeah. Um, pretty cool, I guess, man. Don't be interesting. So I've been invited to one. We'll see how it go. Heart goes out to kids, man, not being able to experience that. You know, she kind of had it, took it hard a week ago. It's all good, man. She got a whole life ahead of her, man. Mm-hmm. Gonna even be more interesting, yeah. so. So, in these celebrations, like, what is the thing that they do besides just drive out of the house? I can only imagine that if it's a lot of cars or a lot of participants doing it, it could I can see it being a great thing. But if it just five or six calls, like y'all might well get out and, and, and stop and get out and come on in. 
Hey, I tell you, man, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, it's going to be quite interesting. I can't even picture my mind. I was trying to ask some questions, and, you know, um, y'all, we going. There's a lot of space there, man, a lot of space in there, y'all, man. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work, so yeah. I guess I try not to be the first one there. <laughs> it's like falling in <laughs> suit behind somebody. Uh-huh. So, let's get into the topic, man. Since we talk about family, today's topic is all about family. Um, check it out, man. First and foremost, with the quarantine going on, um, it's a lot of time to spend with family. Can be kind of difficult after a while of trying to cohabit or occupy the same space over and over again with the same people. A lot of time the ideas of being around each other just wears thin. Um, what usually what usually don't bother you start to bother you a little bit about the people you love, your family members right there next to you. So in saying that Today topic we talking about families and how sometimes we get distracted just with everyday life and what kind of effect it have on us as a whole unit as a family. Anybody feel what I'm talking about? Um, for example, right now in my house, my kids are adults now young adults just me and the wife there and my youngest son but by us being in the house a little bit more often than we usually do um it's just the little bitty things that my son do starting to bother us more not saying that before they wouldn't bother us but now they seem to bother us a little bit more like yeah. he cook a hamburger and smoke the kitchen up you know what i'm saying like kind of egg you um spending so much time in the bathroom going to the bathroom so frequently man going in the refrigerator so many frequent times like that kind of stuff that usually wouldn't bother us or we wouldn't even notice but now like man the same stuff in the refrigerator that was in there the last time you went in there man you didn't put nothing in there why you taking so much out you know what i'm saying stuff that really wouldn't bother now it's starting to bother us it's the quarantine or distraction okay yeah see where you're going with this see what i'm saying g so is it is the quarantine distraction do y'all understand what i'm saying do is there certain things that kind of get you guys or in your household are y'all experiencing some of the same things? That's what I'm asking. Oh, uh, man. You know, my kids, you know, small, man. Um, by the time I get home, I mean, they're occupied pretty much down in uh, my work area, I call it. <laughs> uh, y'all can't see all the papers and crayons and stuff that's 
not on camera, but <laughs> it's a mess down here. So they don't move into your space. Yeah, they don't move into my space. So they had to find them a play area, and they designated this they play area. So uh, I'm cool with it, you know. Um, you know, we recorded about the time they, you know, winding down. So um, which they're upstairs now, but you know, um. Nothing really on that tip. I kind of can feel where you're coming from. I can imagine that happening in a lot of households. Um, mine's pretty straight, man. You know, I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so let me ask. I mean, is it is it egging use as it's so much of? Cause you're saying stuff that would not had egg you as much. You and your wife. So are you saying that this stuff has been there before the quarantine and the quarantine is kind of exposing it? Even it may more? have. It may have. It may have been there. Like, I mean, he could have, like, I'm not saying that way he doing something right or wrong. I'm just saying it's just a distraction because we spending so much time around each other. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really the opposite of distraction. It's not the quarantine isn't a distraction because if it was a distraction, then you wouldn't even be noticing what he's doing. So it's really it's the opposite of distraction. Um, basically, he ain't changed. You know, he he doing the same thing he been doing. But like you said, because of the quarantine, is no distractions. Like normally, it would be distractions going on so that you won't even notice the little things he do. But now, since there aren't any distractions so really the quarantine is taking away the distractions because everybody's just stuck in the house okay so that's, that's a good uh, what usually would be distractions are no longer there because we're quarantined and we all in the same house all day long together so now you're noticing every single thing everybody does so the quarantine isn't a distraction I'm talking about the, the. I'm saying that the quarantine is a distraction to the harmony of the house, not the attention. Like I understand what you're saying. You're right. Um, because of the quarantine, we, you know, seeing the stuff that we should have been seeing a while ago. But um, I'm talking about the harmony of the house. The the yeah. You know. So basically, what it what it has done is taken off. It's taking off the the covers of things that normally would be hidden. Good point. That's what it's done. Uh, so you so now you like you see even even in yourself, you know, you see things <laughs> you paying attention to what you doing and not doing, you know, and what your wife doing and what she's not doing, uh, you know, right you know, not nothing rank, wrong or right, but just you know, just because we all quarantined together now. We see everybody, every move. Yeah, so. but is the quarantine, the, the staying in the house, being around each other, is that causing us to have a little bit of friction in the space that we occupy Most because definitely. we can't move, can't go out, can't, you know, yeah. we spending their time a little bit longer than we pr prefer to do. So Yeah, because the space you used to have, you don't have no more. Right, so that's why I'm saying the quarantine, being quarantined, is causing us to have a little bit of friction that's going on. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Because normally, normally, normally you would usually, you know, bypass your wife 
five times in a day. Because you be gone, you know, to work or whatever. And then you come from work, maybe she gone somewhere. Right. Or like, so they just take a Saturday. You know, now <laughs> y'all at the house together all day long. So now you pass a 20 times a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so well, multiplied it by three, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that just gonna cause friction. You know, you take your hands, you rub your hands together, you just slide them together five times. There ain't no friction, really. You know, it's stuck <laughs> twenty five times. Now, now we starting to get some friction. Yeah, you with know? a little so bit of pressure, hard. now it start warming up. Exactly. You know, now, yeah. now, now, like your little pet peeves that she know about and that you know about become. You gotcha. know, little, little, little fire starters. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah man. So, getting into this thing with, you about to say something, G? Nah, man, you know, I'm just, you know, piggybacking off of it. I, I feel what Boss Man is saying, man, you know, the friction or whatnot. Um, you know, being around people that, you know, so many, you know, being around them for so long, you know, um, I don't know, man. It kind of gets to, you know, what their family gets to the core, what their family's all about, man. Um, you know, some people making the best of it. I imagine some people about to go crazy over it, you know. Um, but then again, on the flip side, a lot of people, you know, can't stand it and really are not quarantined. And I think. The word quarantine has become like a catchphrase right now. And catchphrase. people just saying it like it's, a, it's the new trend. Oh, I'm quarantining. Um, right, it's, it's, it's the new trend, all right. <laughs> you ain't quarantine if you're going to the store, man. If you stand uh-huh. in the line or whatnot. <laughs> yep. So, check it, man. All right. The quarantine, as I was using it as a description of a distraction in the family. Well, we have distractions in our family. Sometimes they can lead to bigger things. Sometimes they can lead to more friction. And when friction and friction and friction keep rubbing each other the wrong way, something have to give, start a fire. Um, the question is, can these distractions lead to dysfunctions? Uh, I think that's a big thing. It's something we don't like to talk about. We don't like to touch on. We look the other way. A lot of time we be dysfunctional and we operate in it for so long, it becomes the norm. Um, yeah. I know, I know for a fact that you could do something the wrong way so long when somebody introduced the right way to you. Or somebody mentioned the right way of how you supposed to do it, it can be an offense right there. Um, I remember um, talking to my wife before about driving. It was long years ago, and uh, she was talking about driving with both her feet, you know. And I was like, Nah, you know, unless you you driving a stick, you only drive with your right foot. You right handed, drive with your right foot. But she was so used, I don't know who taught her that way, but driving with, <laughs> with both her feet. But <laughs> when I mention it, is it wrong it, though? Huh? Is it wrong to do that? That's it, interesting. It, it's it's not it's not <laughs> right training. <laughs> so so my point was like 
by me mentioning it to her, it became an issue. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes when we be dysfunctional, we be doing something the wrong way for so long. What happens is when somebody mentioning you the right way, it, you can get offended. A lot of time in our family structure today, there's a lot of dysfunction that goes on because of distractions that are gone that have been in our family for so long. It could be an immediate family or it could be in the extended family, the whole family in the whole, whether mama and the mother-in-law don't get together or, or don't get along or, you know, uh, in a blended family, the father don't get along with the stepson. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be any kind of little simple distractions that have caused the family to be dysfunctional. Um, so in saying that, Let's just let's just jump in there, man. Let's jump. Give me some examples of, of what have y'all ever experienced? Some small distractions that turn into dysfunctional um, situations in the house or in the family. Well, pretty much, man. I I when me and my family moved to Georgia, man. Uh, my mom, my mom's from down here. So when we moved from, I think we was in New Jersey at the time, uh, moved down here, man, I actually moved into a household that I already had. So it was me and my brother, so that's four with my mother, moved into a house basically with my grandmother, an aunt, and her son. Now, that was the start of it. So that's seven in the house in a one, two, three, four bedroom house, okay? Um, that grew to more. She had two kids and before anybody moved out, all of us was in the house. So now we up to nine. But because it was big mama's house, because it was grandmama's house, yeah. we had uncles and stuff that would stop in. Um and pretty much, you know, stay at night or whatnot um you know some of them were in the streets they didn't have their life together at the time and the thing that would ig me is that you really never had any personal space i mean it didn't mean nothing to me as a child but as i got older you really didn't have anything that was really yours and you find yourself fighting over the last honey bun wow <laughs> claiming a honey bun wow and um Somebody that ain't your honey bun. Um, it, 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 having that many people in the house was... A lot of distractions. Yeah, it was, it's a lot of distractions. But also uh, interesting, it was the norm, man. My mom has like eight siblings. And they all grew up together in the same household. Wow. You know, from back how the family structures used to be. And, you know, from the country, man, you know, country part of Georgia, you know, um, you know, you got people that actually, you know, goes back to actually sharecropping, coming down here for that type of work from where they were originally from Ohio, from what I think I remember how their family history was, but they always had big families. What's interesting is, is that my grandmother came from the same type of structure right hmm. right around i think 
uh, my number's not going to be accurate, but right around seven to eight or even nine siblings. Um, and each of them, you know, have the same family structure. Big, huge families, man, on that side. Um, in the South, man, you see that a lot. Up North, you don't. Um, you know, my dad's family from up north and their families not as big and not so close together as the family down here is but you know sticking to the point at, you know he used to piss me off about that honey bun man or could be yeah. a goddamn piece of candy you know what i mean you, so, you're going at it about little stuff because you know a family member don't think Family member think they have access to whatever you have access to. Entitlement. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, how would you con do you consider that to be like um dysfunctional? Uh, in a, in a way, you can say it's kind of dysfunctional, but I think it's just more. I, I would say it's dysfunctional because some some people it, it, it's 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 like a norm. I don't think a cousin would have ate my last candy bar, you know, um, just to piss me off. Um, well, I think. Then again, I don't know. That, that uncle got that candy bar. Say the uncle got it, man. Yeah, the uncle got that candy man, bar. Man, let me tell you, man, my uncle, man, I remember one time, man, my uncle was outside smoking uh, weed. I ain't know what it was. I went and told grandmama, man, I said, hey, some smile, uncle, uncle so-and-so, I ain't gonna put a name out there. Uncle so-and-so, <laughs> he got something in his mouth and it don't smell right. And she went off. <laughs> no, no. Now that would be functional, because the snitch in the house. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I, you know, you know, but, you know, he probably did get the honey bun, man, you know. Um... You know, I, I'm just basically, you know, going off of, you know, the people that were in there or whatnot. But, you know, sound crazy to people, but it's something about you got your mind on something you actually, you know, wanting and it's gone. You mentioned the refrigerator. I mean, not just me involved, but basically, you know, mama have some ice cream. Somebody done ate it. You know, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna tell you what interesting, man. Real talk, the generations. All right, so you got each generation. I don't want to be long winded, but I want to get this out because this Go is ahead. my experience, you man. You good you generations good. get different, people think different through the generations. So, right. what happened was is that as the younger generation were introduced to the family. It went from honey buns to money being gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> In the house. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Because you had, you know, I, you know, people call it what it is, but sort of like the streets. I mean, streets exist in the country, too. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They it's, do. it's hood. They do. It's, it's, yeah. it's hood. And what happens is, is that the new generation you know, digging that type of culture started to have a disregard to where it went from honey buns to basically your money is my money. Um, yeah. And that it would see no right, you know, see no wrong from actually taking it. Um, one thing so, that hurt me one time was basically a uh, cousin of mine had told me to hold 40 bucks for him. 
I told him I hold it. Me not thinking, I basically told him to put it in my safe. Um, safe was a book. You, you know, I lost the key to it. It was a book. Um, but, you know, don't nobody know but me and him. Um, and one day he came to me and told me he wanted $40. going to use it, right? Oh, and man. Went to look for the $40 for the all one day, man. Oh, man. So don't I'm tell like, me, man. I'm like, you know, um, I'm like, he had to take it. He had to take that money back. Then he, then <laughs> he wants you to give it to him. Man, he don't, he don't flip was, the 40. I was so pissed <laughs> off, boy. But He flipped the 40 on you. Check this out. Me, me trying to do the right thing. You gave me him another 40. letting myself open like that. Gave it to him. Ah. And only for another cousin to tell me what he did. Ah, um, that that right there hurt. Younger guy, but you know it 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 went. It just the it, <laughs> I, it I, back to your uh. point. After thinking about it, I think it is dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was dysfunctional, man. You mean you oh know, boy, that's, eat, that's you, gay. But to be honest, it's real talk, man. You don't see an apple tree in the seed that planted. But the the seed were planted in the honey bun being taken. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, think about it. The kid see the uncle, or boss man say, or my uncle, see the uncle take the honey bun. I mean, what happened when he needs some money? He, yeah. he thinking, okay, yeah. I can do what the uncle did on this, and I'll be all right. He don't think mm -hmm. 20 bucks is a lot of money or this a lot of money because they'll see the money. And basically, you might have a hundred dollars that's supposed to go towards a bill, but he don't see no wrong in taking twenty of the hundred. You got eighty left. So what? Um, where, where did this functional part come at? I where, mean, where? the functional part is in the is in the um the thinking where basically the family becomes more important than the individual and what the individual got going on. Okay. I mean, that's just I, my opinion. No, no, it can get to the point where there's no regard for others in the house. Like you were mentioning your son, you know, burning a burger. I mean, my, yeah. my end point is, okay, did he do anything to try to get the smoke out of there? Did he even no. open the door? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, um, what, what, what really went on? Um, a lot of times when you see people... It's dysfunctional because they don't have regards for that they in a family. They, so is there's it, other people is it, around. Is it the person that you saying is functional or are you saying the family relationship? Uh the family the the the, the thinking behind it. Some and, and I don't want to get it twisted like there's something wrong with a family. What I'm sometimes what's introduced it's individuals. Yeah, what what's introduced into a family sometimes is that the family is is more important than the individual i i'm not trying to downplay what family represents because it's one of the most important structures i think in culture period all cultures yeah. um but but also yeah, our respect for individual preferences is also you know uh great too like we had a discussion about, you know, about the daughter, the um, the uh, dad, you know, you can't have my daughter, I think that show, right? Yeah. Um, 
we talked about basically, I think boss man was mentioning that you only can control that so much. If you push too much, what happened is, is that if you don't leave them to make their choices, um, they'll, they'll end up falling out with you because you know, you controlling their life. You're not yeah. respecting them as an individual. Um, you know, I, I say it's dysfunctional from that to the individual, you know, and just the idea that, you know, individuals can get the family or what it represents twisted. Yeah. I mean, y'all got that cousin that think they can ask you for money every time they see you. You know, people yeah. make fun yeah. of them and call them Uncle we, uh, Pookie, Cousin Pookie or something, man. I mean, every, <laughs> every family going to have somebody in the family that I would say uh, considered to be dysfunctional. Um just because they, you can't even say unlearn. A lot of time they know better. They just don't do better. Um, yeah, man. That I think family is something that we deal with it so close. How they say? How they say? And say, uh, you told so close to the trees, you can't see the forest. Yeah. You deal with family members so close that you won't even call it what it really is. Like. That's stealing. He basically stealing from you. You know what I'm saying? It was he stole your forty dollars. He stole his forty dollars <laughs> and made you replace it. So it basically, uh, yeah, you know, it's basically stealing. Me. But because it's our family member, sometimes we don't deal with it. We don't handle the situation so that they actually learn from it. We deal with it out of frustration and get all emotional and stuff. What's up, boss man? Come on with it. What you got there, boss man? Man, we that's know you grew up in that something. country, man. You got some stories. Yeah, yeah, man. That's something that's in every family. So I'm going to say, as far as, you know, G-Money, he hit on it. Um, dysfunction really is normal, man. It's what, people on the outside, you know, from other parts of the country may say that it's dysfunction. But it's not. To me, it's not dysfunction. It's a good word to use, but it's not. It's not dysfunction, man, because it's, it's really the norm, um, especially when you have large families like that. Um, you're going you, you're gonna to come, you're going to, you know, you're going to run into those, to those situations with uncles, cousins, aunts, everybody, you know, 15 people in the same house. Um, it, it, the, the, the dysfunction comes from, because a lot, it's a lot of traffic. Lot so, of you know. It's normal though. It's it's good. It's good growing up. You know, you learn from things. You learn how to keep stuff to yourself. You learn how to protect your things and protect yourself. You know, it's a lot of lessons in what people so call dysfunction. Oh, um, a lot of lessons in that. Yeah. That so, that's why I use the word distraction first. Um, yeah. because some of the stuff that's I'll say this. Some of the stuff that are distractions in family, they don't, they don't necessarily lead to a place where the family is dysfunctional. Well, it don't even distract you from nothing, though. So, it, I mean, it's so normal, you know. It don't. For example, you know what I'm saying, um, growing up with kids, I had a lot of cousins. We all was close. Our parents were close, so we was close. Like G Money said. When we as kids went to my grandmother's house, like 
And then you didn't even have to ask to spend a night. You just, when all the other cousins there, you just spend the night. You know, it's like, you know, you know, your mom and daddy drop you off and they gone. You know what I mean? It ain't even no asking. You want to go over grandma's house, you go over grandma's house. And she ain't going to complain. Granddad ain't going to complain. It's just you at grandma's house. It that just that much love there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, that's how we was too, man. You know, like probably about fourteen or fifteen of us cousins, man. Um, then we, my mama, you know, she got married. Um, you know, me and my brother and my two cousins already we married into a family, and they it was, it was us four kids, and shoot, well, it was, we joined ten kids. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, so it's just a big old party, yeah. right? So when everybody <laughs> get together, yeah, like, some of the, some kids might get along better than others. See what I'm saying? And it might be some friction that go on. Somebody took this, somebody took that. But when it came to family, it's family. Even though there's friction, even though there's distraction in the in the harmony of the family. It's not dysfunction because you let some outsider mess with one of your cousins. If it's nine of us, let somebody that we don't know mess with them. It' gonna be some trouble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, my and my family was so close, man. We go to the to the playground. It was like we almost take over that guy. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> so many of us, like you know, that what I'm saying, like. So even though there was distraction amongst us, it's still with that love and loyalty in the family that it was not really considered to be dysfunctional. Um, so I agree with what both of y'all saying, man. Um, G Money, that was a good description of how things can be dysfunctional and get dysfunctional if it's not dealt with. So check this out. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. And we're going to dig into some stuff. We want to see if your family, I mean your family, is dysfunctional. Because you don't know, you don't know because you've been doing it so long. And what's wrong might feel right. Alright man, let's take a break. The lowers of valleys I've walked Where I learned to change up my talk On no quest for God who I may seek So the highest of mountains I peaked At the risk of endangering my soul My pursuit of God gotta be bold So now I take this time out To let him know Hey the Christ scars, the Christ stars Now I'm spitting these Christ bars Cause everlasting life calls And Christ threw me a lifeline So I gotta walk this straight line And too many times I backslide So how many times, how many times How many times must I fail him? How many times will I bail on him? How many times I denied him? How many times I defied him and uh, even when I reject him He still comes back and give me all of the love and affection that my heart can handle You hold me up and you won't let me fall My life echoes off the darkest of halls And as I walk in the evidence of things unseen I bar it up and I spit it out on the scene you hold me up and you won't let me fall My life echoes off the darkest of halls And as I walk in the evidence of things unseen I bar it up and I spit it out on the scene I'm a faith wonder walker Stepping all over my problems Like I've been walking on water These problems can't 
pull me on the head, yo. Turn the vision right now, focused on the mission right now. With these promises from the kingdom right now, manifestation got me so locked down. My faith can't fail me now. These failures can't play on my ground. I'm telling my fears that I'm bound with the one and only with the thorns in his crown. Hey, yo, he saved my soul. My God is still in control. Jesus at the wheel, so I changed my goals. Can't share my life with none of y'all trolls. Renewing my mind right now. Gotta get it right second time around. Inspirations of a journey with the joy I found. Got a king on the throne, making all kings bow. Hey yo, he saved my soul. Save my soul. Hey yo, he saved my soul. First up on the list, I got my man Joseph Green. 770-990-9280. Joseph Green. And next on the list, Tory Pickens. I smell smoke barbecue. 678-761-3402, located in Jackson, Georgia. I smell smoke barbecue. And next on the list, Victor Smith. He, he, he didn't an air guy. He's a good phone number, 678-754-2176. Victor Smith. Yeah. Best Works Car Wash and Detailing, located in Griffin, Georgia, 1105 Memorial Drive. 404-932-4832. That's 404-932-4832. There's a dysfunction in all this. Like I said, what are we talking about? Dysfunction. Man. What's wrong might feel right. What are we talking about? Cause we all have dysfunction. There's something that's in every family. We're talking about dysfunctional family. <laughs> We're talking about you know the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. I know it's a Yeah man, welcome back to the Band of Brothers podcast show. Like I said before the break, uh, we're gonna get into it. What it really means. To have a dysfunctional family. I think to do that in a proper way, I think we have to talk about the things that actually make the family float, what make the family roll, what is the proper roles, how do things supposed to be, what are the true fam family structure of the family to actually give us the pinpoint of how things supposed to go. But You know, uh, can you even pinpoint that? Can you, can you pinpoint good, that? That's a good question. Um, I think there are some things that are functional. So let's do let's do this. Let's talk about the dysfunction. There, are, I'm gonna talk about five dysfunctional types of families, right? Um, there's more than this, but I'm gonna talk about five of them. Number one is the substance abuse family. I think that kind of explains itself. This is the type of family that, like G Money said, Uncle was was chiefing. He was a chiefer. Chiefer, man. Chiefer, chiefer. And I ain't talking about the sitting boy Indian <laughs> chief. I'm talking about the chiefer. No. Yeah, he tried to get me to believe that. Smoking don't lie. 
times go by. <laughs> Make you act a little crazy. That kind of chiefing. You know what I'm saying? So check it out, man. That's one of the the um family dysfunction. Some families are more than others. Um struggle with this. I grew up in a family that had this situation in my family. Um the conflict driven family. Dysfunctional. This type of family, they love to fight. They fight each other. They fight other people. They stay in conflict all the time. Also, you can say they're a violent family. You know what I'm saying? Hey, since you say that, man, um, I actually bring up memories of certain particular families. I can see not just my family. What's interesting as you're reading these off, I'm picturing other families that grew up in the same neighborhoods fitting these descriptions. Wow. In these descriptions. Um and it make yeah. you wonder, like, man, some people we couldn't play with, some kids we couldn't play with, cause heck man, they always wanted to fight. It always ended up in the fight. Someone always ended up don't like how you hit the home run. Or don't like how you pitch the ball to him. We out trying to play baseball. And I always wonder, like, why it always got to be a problem, man? You With know the what same I mean? people. Always got to be a problem. And you know what? It's because their family was like that. As you get older, you start wow. learning about the history. You start, mama start opening up about their family and how they was growing up. And, you know, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. What wow. interesting is is that the people I we you know tried to get along with were actually a bunch of boys, but predominantly learned learned that from the women because the women were like that. It 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 even <laughs> goes to show that it's beyond the genders. It's just like I don't know, like people will call a family curse or family whatnot on them. But that's um, interesting, bro. I mean. When you say that violent, I can see that in a couple of families already. Yep. Um, yep, yep. On the resource, the on the resource is to fight. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times they be, or either they just, they may not be violent, they may just be conflict. It's um, just conflict. Yeah, always conflict. They go along with them. Everywhere they go, it, it follows them. There's another dysfunction is the emotionally detached family what you mean by that man um <laughs> like you you tongue tied on that one baby <laughs> i think i i think this is not something that we as black people really kind of struggle with and one reason why i say that because we seem to be emotional about everything we we have the tendency of putting our feelings into everything what we think opinionated so um that's the kind of stuff that we kind of i mean i'm quite sure there are some black people that are emotionally detached i, I know some people that i wasn't really close to but they're not the type of people that seem to let nothing bother them they just yeah. Kind of weird, but you know, yeah. Um, uh, another dysfunctional. I hate to say this, but I'm quite sure this is gonna ring somebody' bell, man. Um, 
the religious fundamentalist or rigidly dogmatic family system. I read this and I'm tripping because I think we all, all three of us have seen this before, but it is um, a religious family that is very, 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 very religious in their belief. And yeah, man, as long as it you is go to cons- church, it's okay. And it's considered, <laughs> it is considered a dysfunction. Yeah, family system. I'll say that, man. I chime on that one, man, because I know I grew up and and you know, um, I, I I let me ask you this: Do you think families could gravitate from being a particular type of family, let's say substance abuse, to a religious family? Yes, and I think that's where I think that's where I fit in. It um, when I moved down here, uh, shoot, we were cooking the hogs and we had the family, <laughs> we had the part, we had the block lit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But things changed as you know they got older. Um, but uh, oh, like I'm losing y'all, man. You here, man? We hear you. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, man. It's 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 interesting, man. Go ahead, man. Let me hear what you got, man. So, which one? <laughs> which one? Which one, G? The substance abuse family, like I said. Um, me personally, I dealt with that at home. Uh, my mom went through a series uh, in her life where she was on crack. Um. Hey, worse, bad, crazy. Yeah. Um, so much so that I made it myself that it was certain things that I would never touch, would never do, would never want to be a part of. I mean, hey, that was a bad time in our life, in our family life. And it was very, very, very hard on my whole family. Um, my aunts, uncles, all that, my grandma, all that hard to have a family member that struggled with drug abuse. Um, the conflict kind of family. Um, like G Money said, it was certain families in the neighborhood you didn't want to start with because you already know, man, if you have a conflict with one of the females, you already didn't know that everybody coming. You know, they love to argue, they love to fuss. They love to fight. They fight each other. You know, they'll fight you. Um, then, you know, the emotionally detached family. Um, I Like I said, I ain't really just, that ain't something that we really just see because, you know, I mean, people like to say that our culture is a rowdy culture. But um, there are some black people that are kind of emotionally detached. Um, um, and the last one. <laughs> The religious fundamentalists, I can tell you this, man. I believe in God. I believe God have a purpose, time on everything. Um, like G Money said, sometimes people can come from one dysfunction over to another one. I remember my 
I was walking or something. My aunt picked me up. I don't remember the situation while I was walking. I remember she picked me up. I was riding in the car with her. And, man, she was going on and on and on. And the stuff she was saying was hitting home. I ain't even going to tell you that I wasn't listening. I was listening, but it was kind of like, you know, she was telling me, you know, you need to have, you know, God. You need to have Jesus. And going on and on and on. She would beat me up so much, I was ready to jump out the car. And I told her. I was like... <laughs> I wasn't where I need to be yet. The car, man. <laughs> hey, I told him I'm good. You know, I'm like, you let me out right here. I got out of the car, man. But um, that was somebody beating you over the head. Needless to say, um, time later, I did um, give my life to Christ. But the thing is, at that time, like she was beating me on the head so hard, I didn't want to hear nothing else about God. You know what I'm saying? Like, but anyway. Those things are real, man. And there need to be a balance in that stuff so that it can be functional. What make it dysfunctional is that she made me want to jump out the car. She wanted me to get she made me want to get away from her. She made me not want to even hear anything about God or Jesus or church or you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. there's a dysfunctional in all this. Like I said, where do you sit? In these situations, where do your family sit in this situation? Because we are deal with this stuff so long, we start make, thinking that this stuff is normal. Um, yeah, you got me thinking, man. <laughs> we start thinking that this is family. This is how family operate. But is yeah. it? Is it how family is supposed to operate? Do you supposed to be that rowdy family <laughs> that the whole neighborhood hate to see you coming? You know what I'm saying? Do you supposed to be that? Um, how do you deal with substance abuse member in your family? You know what I'm saying? It's so much that some people got more. It's more than drugs. It might be alcohol, man. Alcohol um, can be the a worst thing in, in, in a family. I seen a dude. <laughs> I mean, they had so many alcoholics and drunks in their family, man. I'm talking about. The all of them were. I seen a man turn up a bottle of <laughs> a piss. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> drunk it. He thought it was Bill. Uh, drunk it all the way down and said, "Ooh, that was good. It tastes like my own piss." <laughs> <laughs> Don't and, sound like that was the first time he done that, <laughs> man. But and they had they family had a reputation of. of being drunks, man. So many, so much so that even the younger generation began to drink and act wild and you know yeah. take on this as as a norm. I tell you what, but that, man. But that's um, that's well, go back to what you were saying about emotionally detached. That's what that is. Um, not being able to cope with. And anxiety and things like that, which leads to drinking and drugs and stuff like that. So that is a big part um, of our community and um, <laughs> being emotionally detached, man. Because, like I said, that's, that's exactly what leads to that, to those type of um, abuses. Um, not being able to cope with your anxiety or whatever you may have going on inside of yourself. Just not knowing how to deal with it, not knowing how to cope with it, not knowing how to even talk about it. Well, so, you know, yeah. results of things like that. 
One of the um, I I that's a good point. Um, we do deal with emotionally detached, and I, for this reason, um, a lot of times, and when you have a lot of friction in families, the inability to apologize or to give genuine apologies or to get over somebody um, in the family doing you wrong. So it's, it's, it become hard to love each other. Um, I think that more so now in families that, and that we have now in the time that we live in now, back when we was younger, I, I wouldn't say that because um, I know in my family, even though you wronged each other, you still came around each other. You still, it was still love. You were still hugs. It was still, you know, when it came to grandmama, it, it don't matter what going on. Everybody had to do what you got to do to show grandmama love. But yeah, now. But those, but those aunts, and aunt, aunts and uncles, you know, that was, you know, alcoholics or, or drug addicts. You know, we was kids, man. We, we didn't know what, we know what them growing up were dealing with. You know, they, yeah, you know, you. what they were going through. And like saying that, like. And reading the meaning of that, man, emotional detachment is the inability to connect to others on an emotional level as well as a means of coping with anxiety by avoiding certain situations that trigger it. And like I say, we as kids just running around, we just knew our uncle was drunk. We didn't know why he was drunk or what led him to be drunk or what he done been through that he can't deal with or talk about. So, like I said, it's the same as those generations to this generation, man. Anxiety is anxiety. You know, it, yeah. you know it's all the same, man. I'll tell you what's interesting, man. Um, it's, it's, it's the gravitation of that stuff, man, where it can go from one to one. I, I, I know we talk about the drinking. Um, my family family I came from there was a number of people that actually drank um that was the big thing um uh, especially with the older people um moonshine you know getting it from the guy down the street that's that's that that was that culture um us growing up I don't know man it was interesting is that us growing up as my generation looked at that and looked at that as being a bad thing that we will stay away but we still in a sense inherited the abuse um it went from that to my uncles and us actually being on a different form of substance but following the same route mm -hmm. if it makes sense yeah. um mm -hmm. that was the interesting part but i remember like you know, it went from that to having aunts and uncles that actually got on crack. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, me and my cousins would look like, you know, like that was stupid. Um, I, it, It's interesting because we didn't see the same thing as with weed. And some of them even went further to be on pills or to be on, you know, when the ecstasy came out and all this other stuff. Molly, whatever they call it, and naming yeah. it after every woman out there. I mean, you know, they're getting on this stuff and it's still the same, same line. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, to that gravitation part, like I was saying, you know, from one spectrum to another spectrum went more 
to the religious side, but um, now it's downplayed to basically now okay, you're 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 more in the family according to how much you smoke with me, drink with me, or take this with me to now how much you going to church. Um, ain't really considering <laughs> your your real walk with God. I mean, uh, any, anybody can go into church, man. It's so, not impressive. It, it's a start, but it's not impressive. Um, what's impressive, to, you know, in 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 your walk is how you live in your life according to that uh, faith. But you know, not getting religious, but it's just the gravitation and why this is so interesting to me, man, because I I can see that, you know, in my family. What my family stay is now, I think you might you probably left something off because I don't think I fit nowhere in the Okay. I'll give you some more. Yeah, I'll give you some more. You got there, man. No, All right, but. man. That's that's an authoritarian family. <laughs> These are the family where the mama and daddy put down a hammer. They put that law down. And you better not, I mean, you better not do anything outside of what they said. And they said you're going to go to bed at 8 o'clock. You're going to be in the bed at 7.59. And your eyes better be closed at 8 o'clock. And you better be lightly breathing. <laughs> You that's think a, about that, man. Um, you that's think a, that's needed um, or it's overboard? Some people would think that's overboard. That's why it's dysfunctional. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's that, something that, else. That, that's some kind of... I ain't going to say it's overboard or even dysfunction because as the, as the generations go back, authority... Authoritative families who taught their kids, you know, to say yes sir, no sir. Right. You know, that, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Respect. Mm -hmm. They, they were really trying to instill respect into kids and how to act when you when we leave out this house and when we go into the store. You know, you act like this. You know, you act like you got home training. Don't be acting crazy out here. Don't be trying to show your butt because I'm gonna show my butt. And yeah, you know, it was. That's what that came from but as the generations continue to move it's kind of phasing out from that that's why you don't hear a lot of young people now saying yes sir no sir right you know because it like I say it, it it's phasing out and that part really should not be phasing out because we are lacking respect you know in the world period you know like I say it, you know and it really has gotten bad yeah, there's a there's a another side to that um where it ain't just um you exercising extreme authority, but it's where you start um implementing fear into your kids. Yeah, um, yeah, some people do go overboard like that, yeah. That's um when you start doing that, that's another form and it actually fit under the role of violence, family mm -hmm. um abuse yeah. or um what happened? You 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 speak so much negative stuff, and you speak so much. If you do this, I'm gonna do this to you, type of stuff to the kids that they in total fear all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that is a form of dysfunction. And unfortunately, there are families like that, and it's hard for a lot of kids to break that even when they become adults. They just in total fear. They just in total terror of everything. Um. I know they'd be trying to teach obedience to kids, but 
Uh, that's a little bit extreme. Yeah, I got a brother who actually works in a facility that um, um, was a prison guard, but uh, transferred over to a facility that actually um, has kids that come from these type of backgrounds. Um, one kid, I mean, y'all would be surprised from the stories he tells from what's psychologically going on with these kids and some of the hardships that some of the parents put on these children. Um, to be disrespectful, I'll say a story, you know, is told. I don't think, you know, um, I don't know any names or anything anyway. Um, but, you know, or it's a different state from here anyway. But say they brought in a kid and the kid was pretty much all real often barking like a dog. Um, real disruptive, real irritating to the other kids, you know, and these kids, man, they had a heart from sexual abuse, just all kind of unimaginable mm, abuses, yeah. um, that really came from the parents, man. Yeah. Um, but this particular kid would bark like a dog, um, real often. And what was sad was, is that he was actually punished by being treated like a dog kid was put in the cage man they say so there's an on-site psychiatrist there that actually has sessions with these kids and um that was one of the things she discussed with him when he had to oversee that division and he had questions about that kid um man you hear some of the stories and you know it it could very well go like extremely overboard and what's interesting is that these parents be thinking they right uh, that's what's sad about it man uh, they don't see the harm they causing but they you know he said that from their background these parents be thinking they right um, which is crazy they consider that still to be violent um, family dysfunctions um <clears throat> They put that in the same category as actually beating a child mm -hmm. because they do something to them mentally. Um, here's the last one, man. Uh, this is a long time this to the, get this one out. What is this one, man? This is the dysfunction of uninvolved family members. This is the place where it's, it's dysfunctional because the family members are not involved in any kind of way or they're, they become absent at the wrong time of a kid's life or the family life. Or in other words, when granddaddy on his dying bed and none of his kids is there. Or when the child graduate from high school and nobody shows up. Or yeah. when little first little, little junior first home run is there's no family members in the stands to help them celebrate. All of this is considered to be dysfunctional. Uninvolved family members. So my question is, right now, we're going to wrap it up. 
to end all of this, man, where do your family fit in? Oh, you thought y'all were perfect. You thought y'all was normal. <laughs> Truth is, a lot of us got a couple of these things mixed or mashed all up together. So we dysfunctional time two, time three, time four in a lot of cases. So, how do you get it right? What is it supposed to look like? What you what what to paint the picture? We gotta first know what the picture's supposed to look like. G. Yeah, man. I tell you, one of the dopest things I ever heard, man. Uh, recently came across, you know, thinking about what a family is, and pulled a piece of a quote, and I'ma say this, man. Family is a structure where there's people in your life who also want you in theirs. Now just Ooh. think about that. Think about that. Ooh. That that hit me deep because it's you know to 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 have people in your life that also want you in theirs would be the perfect balance of considering the individual because in order for you to in order to have you in my life i would have to respect your life or i repel you from me you know what i mean yeah. um so you know um i think that plays a piece of it a piece of the painting piece of the end game and what it's supposed to look like um and you know from that viewpoint, the only way you can have people in your life is also being able to actually consider those individuals um, making them comfortable. Interestingly, that can go both ways. Um, people could want you in their life for the wrong reason. That's why gangs can be considered families as well. Now, they the families I don't recommend. But a gang wants you in their life. Why? Because there's, there's, to them, there's power in numbers. The more gang members they have, if I can get my bloods bigger than the Crips, I'm high. So, you know, any family structure, whether it's for yeah. good or bad, you know, wants individuals or people in their life. Um, but let's get off the negative stuff. But, you know, it's got to be that balance, that push shove there from that. Um, you can't, you know, have everybody coming to your functions and you ain't going to no one else functions. If that's, that's important, true. if that's important to that individual. Um, that's true. Yep. All right, man. Um, here's the thing, man. I think. What boss man said in the beginning was 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 on point. I think we all dysfunctional. I think dysfunctional is normal. Yeah. I think what is not normal is that we not responding in a way to make family love. I think the thing that we deal with distraction or individual dysfunctional people in our family, we still love them. But out of that love, you still have to show them the right way. The farther we extend our family from generation to generation, long as we don't 
show the correct way of doing things, I think the dysfunctional is going to become more and more prevalent and normal to where we all going to be detached. That's sad to say, but the corrective action is that we have to, out of every event, every situation, be that family member that we want in our corner. Be that in somebody else's corner. Like G Money said, being in somebody's life that wants you in their life. You know? That's what we got to do. I think I said that right. Did I say that right, G Money? Yeah, you, you on point, man. You on point, man. <laughs> All right, man. Just love the functional, huh? <laughs> just a little dysfunction All this dysfunction is just All this dysfunction man So with all the quarantine going on Don't let it get to you Don't let it wear you out Boss man It's on you boss Time for the stamp of approval yeah, From a boss that can do it If it gets through the maze of my mind Then I'll approve it Time for the stamp of approval from a go ahead, man. I'm at cue your music and laugh. I don't know what happened to you. Oh, oh my God. You did that, G-Money? I hear everybody. Here we go, y'all. Here we go. Here we go. So technical dysfunction. Took over his head. All right, y'all. I am approved. Since we don't talk about it so much, we don't came across this thing being normal. Dysfunction is normal. So if your family is not dysfunctioning, then your family is not jumping. Dysfunction is normal. I promise y'all, don't let nobody tell you that your family ain't normal, cause I promise your grandmama went through it, great-grandmama went through it, great-great-granddaddy, great-great-great-granddaddy went through it. So your family is just where it needs to be. It is dysfunctional, and that is normal. Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right, G-Money. All right. As always, we always appreciate y'all listening here. Give us a call or text us at 678-435-9076. We would love to hear your feedback. We also love to hear if you have any dysfunctions that we probably missed on the show today or any show, anything. Give us a holler. Again, that number is 678 678- Four three five nine zero seven six. You can text. You can basically call, leave a voicemail, anything just to hear y'all lovely voices out there. Also, you can reach us by email at Banner Brothers. That's Banner Brothers with a Z at the end. A Z pod at gmail.com. That email is Banner Brothers pod at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear you. Matter of fact, we dysfunctional. And wait. <laughs> yeah. So you know what it is. That's our show for the day. I appreciate you for bringing your dysfunctional self out here to here. Chill with us in the hood. I hope you got something out of the show today. So please tune in to the next episode. Till next time, we out. Yep. All right.